Well, welcome back. It is the Drive with Jack Spotlight Radio Network. Jack Eblen here with my producer, Detroit Lions historian Doug Warren. Doug, haven't had a chance to talk any pro football today. Maybe we will in a couple of minutes. But first, I want to go right back out to our guest line and welcome in Tim May for decades. Uh, he was the go-to guy for Ohio State football fans with the Columbus Dispatch. Now with Letterman Row, <laughs> yep. and uh, your little uh, uh, Ohio State fight song in the background, one of their two fight songs. Uh, Tim, are you in Pennsylvania as we speak? I am on Interstate 99, driving where I'm staying in Altoona. You know, uh, oh, the yeah. state college hotels have priced themselves way out of my budget. I, it's only. <laughs> It almost ought to be illegal. I don't know about what you think about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. when a hotel room yeah. that usually goes for seventy nine ninety nine yeah. goes for three seventy nine ninety nine, and you need you know, two and nights, right? And it's still the same hotel room, and it's minimum yeah. two nights. Yeah, you know, the hell with that. You know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know how many times I'm going to say you know, but but yes, I'm headed up because uh, we get to ask Ryan a couple of questions when he gets off the bus. You know, when the team shows up, they're showing up right. like five forty five, but. Right. You know, not that you learn a whole lot from those moments. You know, sometimes you don't even learn who's on the trip. You know, you got to – you can't even – and you're not allowed to really hang around and take census if you know what I'm saying. But uh, <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I don't know if I'm happy in Happy Valley, but I'm in Happy Valley. You mentioned Altoona, and I laugh because Duffy Doherty was asked one time about his team's loss and uh, some rather insignificant part of it. And he said, that's like blaming the Johnstown flood on a leaky <laughs> toilet in Altoona. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good, that's a good one. one. John McKay, uh, what, do you, what do you think of your team's execution? I'm in favor of it. Same kind of deal. Same those kind guys of deal. were such good friends, and they just used to deliver those one-liners to each other, you know, right yeah. and left. Hey, dude, get this. In, uh, in 19, oh, excuse me, 19, uh, was a, the Black Sox scandal. 1994, Ohio State came over here. Ohio State had beaten uh, Penn State in the, their first uh, Big Ten meeting. You know, when uh, yeah, Penn State yeah. came joined the Big Ten in '93, they had beaten them over in Columbus. As a matter of fact, Gordon Gee went through the press box, the president of Ohio State that day, when the game was near done, and said, "I want to see this in the paper tomorrow." Uh, John Cooper out coached Joe Paterno. But of course, Ohio State comes over here and gets beat 63 to 14. And we're wearing the most of the players were wearing black socks as a sign of unity, you know, show of unity. Uh, but they flew into Altoona, uh, if I remember the story correctly, because that's the only place you could get in a, a plane. The Altoona yeah. airport was the only place you could get a plane in that would hold the whole team. Right. Uh, because remember, you remember, uh, we used to yeah. fly in our newspaper, we used to fly in our own plane over here to the uh, little the little aircraft carrier. AKA the State College Airport. That's right. But anyway, and then Ohio State, of course, they get beat, and then they get in like a two-hour traffic jam getting back to the Altoona Airport. So, <laughs> you know, Altoona is about forty-five miles. Uh, for people who don't know, Altoona is right. about forty-five miles uh, south, south, southwest of uh, of State College. But it, sometimes it seems like a lifetime. State College is truly in the middle of nowhere, and on game yeah. day. Uh, it can take you two hours uh, to go about 15 miles. Yes. 
Yes, that's why tomorrow I don't, I'm not sure when I want to leave. Uh, I mean, this is my first rodeo, right? I mean, we've been yeah, yeah. when even I was at the dispatch after we lost our airplanes and got bought by somebody else. Uh, you know, we used to stay in Altoona. I probably stayed in Altoona. I bet you I've stayed in Altoona at least eight or ten times. Uh, yeah. My favorite place to eat is closed now, Tim's Tavern, uh, which is a great <laughs> deli. Uh, Why'd but, you close uh, it? I, I think it's under. I think it's remodeling, but it, it was oh, already oh. in a house that was about a hundred years old. Okay. But, but the bottom line is, Altoona is not a. It's not a bad little spot actually. But but okay. you don't know how long it's going to take you. You could. It's like going to the uh, the Indy Five Hundred. It may take you ten minutes from your hotel, or it may take you two hours. You know, you never yeah. know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you I'm can't fired stay up at Dave Jones' mansion in Harrisburg or wherever he is now. Wait a minute. So yeah, Dave comes across the mountain, as we say. Uh, yeah. uh, actually, he lives east of Harrisburg, but he He's comes in, across, uh, across the mountain. Philly, right? yeah. yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think he comes across the mountain Nittany Parkway or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, which is basically the road I'm going to be on here in about uh, twenty minutes. Okay. Hey, is there any way that Ohio State can lose this game if Penn State doesn't block four field goals and return them all for touchdowns? Yeah, you know, you think you know what's going to happen, Jack. You're, you're Mr. Smarty Pants. You think you know what's going to happen in college football every Saturday, but you can be surprised. I mean, this is what's funny. Ohio State was up on Iowa 26-10 to 10 at the half last week, and you were getting all these – I was getting all these – Tweet, uh, you know, comebacks and uh, and messages from friends on the, you know, uh, man, they look worse than Michigan. And I reminded them, a Michigan beat Iowa twenty-seven to fourteen, I think, yes, and was yes, only up yes. thirteen nothing at the half. Right. And Ohio State scored. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Ohio State beat them fifty-two to ten, shut them out in the second half. But but it's just you you Ohio State had to kick four field goals in the first half because it just wasn't clicking. Because they kept right. getting the ball, get this, Jack. They kept getting the ball on the Iowa side of the fifty, and they just weren't really geared up for that. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, the play sheet had them starting somewhere in their in their own end and then moving in. If you follow my drift, yeah. and uh, I mean, there are all these things. Uh, I don't know, call them excuses, but reasons why they sort of struggled in the first half, but still scored twenty six points. You know. Yeah. And then the second half blew them up, uh, but uh, but that's one of the worst offenses I think I've ever witnessed yeah. in a big time capacity. A team that won the Big Ten West a year ago. Uh, right. My buddy Doug Lay Maurice is exactly right. There's no excuse for that. But anyway, back to your premise. Yeah, I who's think, the offensive I, I think, coordinator in that program anyway? Uh, uh, son of the son of the head coach. Son of a. But coach, I digress. Yeah. But I will tell you something. Yeah. Who's the quarterback coach? Is that the same guy? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! Um, anyway, what were we talking? Oh yeah, but I mean tomorrow, yeah. Uh, I witnessed that game, and I, get, I these games all get mashed up in my mind, you know, mashed up in my mind. Uh, but the game where Ohio State had two uh, special teams gaffes and blew it over here when they were up comfortably. You remember that game? But oh, that's yeah. the one win over the last like nine, I think, by Penn State. Uh, it was a crazy game, and. James Franklin was so excited after that game; it was it was it was nuts. But yeah. uh, something, some stuff like that has to happen. But these games, and Ohio State, Penn State, they put on some classic games, man, over the last ten years. Uh, and the, the point is, the reason Ohio State's won is in the end they've made the player, the player, three plays that made the difference. Uh, these teams, I don't think, 
are evenly matched, but it is at Penn State, but it is not at night. It's not a whiteout game. Right. Uh, right. So, you know, all these things that you think should be in Penn State's favor uh, aren't, you know, from that standpoint. And yet this is the best. I think Penn State's the best team. I think anybody can argue that the best team Ohio State has played so far this year. We'll yeah. see how that was. We'll see what that means. But this is a Penn State team. You know, our buddy Dave Jones, who should have joined us on this little conversation, yeah. but then I, I would have never gotten a word in edgewise. Um, <laughs> he said the same about you. He said, "Hey, we yeah. only have twenty-five minutes of Mazon. I won't get to say hello." Yeah, I won't get to say hello. Yeah, exactly. Maybe goodbye. But uh, but I had him on my podcast this week, and I said, "Man." Will the real Penn State show up? The team that got blasted by by Michigan two weeks ago or three weeks ago, the team that blasted Minnesota, but Minnesota we know is dealing with a lot of injuries. Yeah. It's kind of decimated in that regard. The team right. that went to Auburn, and I know it's not your grandpa's Auburn, you know. It's not even yeah. your not even your older brother's Auburn, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh right. but but really control that game, uh you know, which team are you going to see tomorrow? That's the question. And, of course, Ohio State, uh, like when I said this is their their toughest test, it'll be it'll be probably their toughest test from a defensive standpoint only because uh, Pitt State is really good in the secondary. But as we all know, they're not that great in the front seven. So, and Ohio State does have the ability to line up and run the ball. So, yeah. uh, despite what last week showed, I mean – Iowa just always had an extra guy in the box and said, hey, if you're going to beat us, throw it. So finally, Ohio State finally said, okay, (laughs) and did it. But uh, It's not like they're short of receivers. I mean, they can lose Jackson Smith and Jigba and any two others you want to take out. And uh, they still got enough receivers to get the job done. I have Ohio State ranked number one and have for some time, Tim. How would you rank the top? they They really have not played. The reason I would have Tennessee up there right now is yeah. who Tennessee is beating. I mean, I I think Tennessee is uh, even over Georgia. I think Tennessee is the legit number one right now, just based okay. on resume. Ohio State, you know, the only there are only two teams with a winning record. Ohio State is beaten. They're uh, yeah. Notre Dame and Toledo. You know, and here's the other Tennessee thing: Tennessee went to overtime with Pitt. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, but uh, still they won. But that game was at Pitt, if I remember correctly, and that was the yeah. that was where I started going. Okay. Josh Heupel, what, second year, whatever it is, hey, he's got something going because that team didn't quit. But here's the thing. What I was getting to is defensively for Ohio State, this is the best offense it's gone against this year. And just statistically, and that's not saying a whole lot, but the best offense up till now in total offense of teams they've played in this the most recent rankings, Toledo is the best at number 65 in the country. Penn State's number 48. You know what I mean? But this is a – this is going yeah. to be a test for this Ohio State, this remade Ohio State defense, which, by the way, in total defense is currently number two in the country. So Jim Knowles has done a hell of a job, but, you know, it, the uh, challenge goes up uh, at this point. So is this remade Ohio State defense, the four-two-five that he brought with him from Oklahoma State as a base, yeah. good enough to get Michigan's offensive line off the field? And uh, avoid a repeat of the second half last year. We're we are not we are not going to know the true answer to that. I'm trying to even think. Penn State is probably going to line up and try to run the ball tomorrow. Their two backs, I think, are excellent. But see, I don't think their offensive line. I, I think their offensive line is decent, but it's not a great offensive line. Right. Much like Iowa 
is struggling on its offensive line, and Wisconsin was when Ohio State played them, without a doubt. I mean, to me, that was the difference in both of those games uh, was the way was the way the Ohio State defense kind of controlled things. I mean, Iowa's touchdown came, as you know, on a scoop and score after the kid came right. free on a twist stunt and uh, knocked uh, C.J. Stroud uh, uh, apart from the football and scooped and scored. Uh, that's a, and the field goal that Iowa got was their only other sniff, you know, at yeah. scoring. And they, they, they found the bone, so to speak, uh, <laughs> as the dog would say. But, uh, but yeah, this is, this is, uh, the thing about this 425 is like, like Ohio State showed last, last week against a team that can, that's trying to run the ball. They can, They'll throw another linebacker out there and take one of those safeties out. They they played three right. safeties right. most of the time, but they uh, they played uh, three linebackers last week, probably 12, 15 plays. So um, it's flexible, and and you haven't seen anywhere close to all of it yet, whatever that means, you know. <laughs> but uh, right. maybe we'll find out tomorrow. But but boy, you look at Ohio State's schedule. You got Penn State, and then you got at Northwestern next week, and then you got Indiana. And then you got Maryland, which I keep saying, uh, I think, you know, Maryland, well, this is not that bold a statement, but between Penn State and Michigan, Maryland's going to be their toughest test, but that's not really going out on much of a limb. It's pretty much hugging the trunk of the tree while you right. reach out as far as you can go. But, right. Uh, right. Hey, Maryland could have beat Michigan other than that header absolutely. on the absolutely. opening kickoff. They played them 27 all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, and this Maryland team can throw the ball and can run the ball. I mean, it's, uh, uh, and it's at Maryland. I remember, boy, everybody remembers 2018 Ohio State over there. Uh, yeah. That was one yeah. of the great games ever. And if the kid had just paused for another half heartbeat before he threw that two point conversion try, Maryland probably would have beaten Ohio State. But right. ifs and buts were roads with ruts, we'd all have a bumpy ride. <laughs> We're talking with Tim May from Letterman Row uh, about the Buckeyes and uh, the Big Ten race and the college football picture. Uh, You know the SEC as well as anyone who covers the Big Ten. You grew up with it. Uh, Alabama and Ohio State, they play in the Tim May Bowl when they meet in the college football playoff. Do you think that uh, you could have two or three teams from the SEC in the playoff? Uh, here's I'm stammering because it makes me gag. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the idea. Let's say Clemson three, loses. Okay. The idea of three from one conference. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's not a that's not a true playoff. I don't care what you say. It's not a true playoff if you if you involve three teams from one conference and one other team, one at large team. You know, that's a mm-hmm. joke of a playoff. Well, let me give you a scenario, Tim, and tell me. I know, I know the scenario, but you go ahead in case, you're, in case yeah. your listeners haven't heard it. Go ahead. Let's say Clemson stumbles and TCU which, does not way, run the table. Which could happen even tomorrow, but go ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It certainly could. Uh, let's say that happens. So those two conferences do not have an undefeated champion. We know the Pac-12 doesn't. Let's say... Ohio State or Michigan wins that game by 17 points. And now you have Georgia beating Tennessee by a field goal and then Alabama beating Georgia by a field goal. So A beats B, B beats C, C beats A, 
all by a field goal, how can you separate those teams and say that those three and the Big Ten champion don't belong in the playoff? Beating Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, Georgia beating Tennessee. Alabama. I think he's breaking up in the hills, Jack. Oh. Yeah. I mean, of are you course. There, I Tim? Mean, I... We're losing you. Yeah. No, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got you back. Yeah. Yeah, you have uh you have Georgia beating Tennessee, right. uh Alabama winning out and and then beating Georgia in the right. SEC championship game. Each yeah, one that's... beats one by a that's field tough. goal and loses by a field goal. That's tough. I mean, that that's a tough scenario. But what if, you know, and I, please don't laugh, because I don't think this is a laughing matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm what laughing if TCU, What if TCU runs the table in the Big 12 and stays undefeated, for example? Yeah. yeah. Do you leave them out? Do you leave out the Big no. Ten champion if it's Ohio State or Michigan? No, no. you don't. So the no. college football playoff committee, instead of just uh, ordering room service at that swanky hotel they stay in, and where is that? Right. Dallas or wherever. Right. Got to sit down and actually ponder which of those three teams from the SEC does not deserve. But if the ACC champion, the Big 12 champion, and the Pac-12 champion all have a loss, which could happen. The Pac-12's already got one. They're out. Yeah, Uh, If if, uh, (laughs) you, you get a loss for TCU somewhere and you get a loss for Clemson somewhere and the Big Ten runner up, uh, loses by a couple of touchdowns. How can you keep one of those SEC teams out? You know what I would do? This is what? the way I would do it. I would just say, hey, boys, it's the big boy world. Alabama beat you in your scenario. I'm going by your scenario because I think Tennessee's yeah. going to run the table. Alabama beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tennessee beat Alabama. Tennessee and Alabama, you're my teams. Georgia, you lost way too late. Wow. And then I would have I would have the winner. Even if Georgia I'll beat go. Tennessee, Georgia would have beaten your number one team. Doesn't matter. It's what you do yes what did you do yesterday that matters. Not what you did three weeks ago. I'm just telling you how I would look at it. I'm not saying that's how they're gonna look at it. But I will All tell you right, something. That's the Tim I'm May poll, to, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going, wait a minute, I'm going to I'm going to cancel my subscription to the CFP if they put three SEC teams in there. I'm going to cancel it. That's why you're not on the playoff committee, and Kelly Whiteside is. Well, here's well, here's media. my point. My, yeah, real yeah. quick before you go. My point is, I've always thought you should win your conference to have a shot at being in oh, it I anyway. Agree. But, I but, agree. But, but, but but why I do they agree. why do they have a rule that that is not the case? Why what is the one reason why that rule is not the case. Because Tim, I want Dame. a situation in the playoff, which which nobody else is seeing, but I think you and I might have talked about it, where yeah. you have to be a conference champ to get in, and you use these conference championship games as it's, it's, de facto players. Eliminators, yeah. That's right. Dude, I came so up, you really I came start up. off with 12 teams, but the first six – Right. Are eliminated in your conference championship. But, but the reason you can't have that rule is because of Notre Dame. They're not in a quote conference, except yeah. for the four or five games they get every year with the ACC. Here's the thing: I, I, before you go, I put forth yeah. a scenario. I wrote this yeah. column like 30 years ago. All right, yeah. we're going to have eight major conferences. You need at least 12 teams in each conference, which is where things are, are slowly headed. 
you do these 12 teams in each conference. Each conference has a conference championship game, okay? And that means you have 16 teams playing for a right to move on into the college football playoff uh, because the, the, the eight conference champions will then move on, be seeded, S-E-E-D-E-D, and S-E-A-T-E-D, will be seeded uh, by a committee from, from one to eight, one plays eight, and you, go, you have an 18 playoff, yeah. but really it's a 16-team playoff. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. That's more and than How about 10%. the first round on campus sites? Wouldn't you yeah. like to see Alabama come up to Columbus? No, but here's the thing. Would I like to see Columbus, this Ohio State offense play in a snowstorm? Hell no. I agree with Gene Smith. If they if okay. that ends up being the case, you play it in the, the closest dome that's home, and that's, uh, that's turned okay. out to be Lucas Oil Stadium for Ohio State. I'm not that a fan of that. I don't think that favors either team when you play in the snow. Okay. I just think that certain teams would have an advantage. I think northern teams would probably play better. In Dude, when, when the, 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 the uh, snowball, Ohio State-Michigan, in 1950, yeah. 50. I think yeah. there was something like 22 punts in that game. Michigan people, won that game without a first down, Tim. Didn't exactly. get a first down. Exactly. Game. Most of the people who said they were there weren't there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, and and nobody. It's it's great to like look back on it and go, wow. But you don't want to see a game that matters. That really, and that game did matter as it turned out for West Fessler. But yeah. you don't yeah, want to see yeah, a right. game that matters in a playoff situation. Uh, in those kind of conditions, I don't. I personally don't. Well, hey, Wes Fessler had won that game. Maybe Woody would have been coaching somewhere else. That's it. You know what, dude? You think it's funny. They went to the they went to the Rose Bowl the year before and won the Rose Bowl. Next yeah. year, they, they lose the Snow Bowl. And I forgot what their record was, and boom, he's out. And uh-huh. uh, and he ends up being the head coach of Minnesota, what, a year or two later. I mean, right. and then they bring in Woody. They try to bring in Paul Brown, back, bring back Paul Brown, but a faction – didn't want Paul Brown. I think it was more the administration than the, uh, you know, than the powers that be. And uh, the compromise candidate was Woody Hayes, and the and the rest is history. Tim, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Have fun in Altoona. Try not to get arrested there. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find someone someone who can uh, be a guide for me tonight. You know, an Altoona helper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.